Welcome to Pod Save Africa. 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 Welcome. Hello, welcome back to Pod Save Africa. With your host Akinadee Adirale, with my wonderful co-host Oyinkasala Adirale, and we're going to be bringing to you an emergency episode today regarding Nigeria's Twitter ban. Um, if you haven't been on social media lately, you will hear that the Nigerian government on June 4th, Friday, announced and executed a ban on Twitter, which means that people in the country are unable to directly use Twitter. However, many of the individuals in the country may be using other means to get tweet, tweets out called VPNs. Um, my co-host, do you want to share some initial thoughts on the matter? Yes. Before we begin to share thoughts, I think it's important that we... Um, reference the tweet that started this or that was the final straw to say that broke the camel's back on this Twitter ban because social media ban has been in speculation for a while now. It was in speculation during the entire moment and even before that the government that this government has been speculating um, restricting access to social different social media for the Nigerian population but the the tweet that essentially broke the camel's back reads as thus many of those misbehaving today are too young. yes from the presence of nigeria uh president muhammadu buhari reads as thus many of those misbehaving today are too young to be aware of the destruction and loss of lives that occurred during the nigerian civil war full stop those of us in the fields for 30 months who went through the war will treat them in the language understand i've never seen a more insidious tweet in my, it, that is a threat that is not you never bother to be built <laughs> you know they didn't even try and cover it it's just a threat and of I'm course to provide, to provide some context for, for the listeners um that may not be familiar with nigerian civil war history the nigerian civil war was fought between the government of nigeria at the time uh, consisting of mostly northern and western Nigeria, southwestern Nigeria, against the uh, the Afran states which had succeeded, which was at the which was pre-secession eastern Nigeria. Um, the war was I mean, was massively destructive. You know, millions of casualties, estimated in three to four million people. Um, at least half or three quarters of which were through starvation a blockade of, of the Igbo region. So magnificent atrocities committed by the Nigerian government during that war and, and by many other parties involved in the war as well. Um, and effectively, Mohamed Buhari, who was actually, uh, I believe, at the, he was involved, was he involved in the war? He was involved in the war um, as a lower level soldier for the Nigerian army. Um, is effectively threatening the eastern region again in this tweet and saying hey we will do it again effectively we will do 
you know, they, they will commit atrocities against. The language they understand is, is the part of that which that is significantly uh, threatening and for the president of the country to, to threaten one part of his country in such uh, aggressive language is, is, uh, is, 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 you know, nothing short of, of remarkable and the worst in a place. Right. And of course, when the tweet was tweeted, everybody was, well, shocked and at the same time, not surprised, given the happenings that have gone on in Nigeria, not just in the past year, but even historically during uh, the, the military rule and the history that um, President Buhari has, which unfortunately for most of us, we forgot at the time of elections or for some of us was forgotten at the time of the elections. So many people took to reporting a tweet, alerting Twitter that this is this violates your rules, your terms and engagements for this app that is owned by you, a, a private organization. And Twitter responded to it and deleted the tweet. Apparently this was enough to, to break the camel's back and it was announced through Twitter, I may add, that there would be a Twitter ban and shortly after, um, network providers, including MTN, Glow, Nine Mobile, began to restrict access for Nigerians living in Nigeria to um, Twitter. Fortunately, I, get, I don't know if I should say fortunately, but most of Nigeria's population is youth, are young people. And because it's been speculated for a while that this social media ban would happen, many people had already begun to discuss getting the VPN, which is a virtual private network. Um, and I remember the discussions happening around the NSARS movement and even before. So many people were st are still able to be on Twitter and are tweeting um, as, they, as they would have before. But we don't exactly know the numbers, right? We don't exactly know who still, who has access to, to, who has or has the knowledge to have access to the virtual private networks to use Twitter in the way that they should. And thus brings into question that the Nigerian government is with, without a shadow of a doubt, trying to restrict um, the voice of people, the voice of the citizens, and the voice to express themselves um, through Twitter. And Twitter has been very, very valuable, I think, for not just for Nigeria as a country, but for many, many countries all over the world. Um, it's one way where, where most of us get news, but in Nigeria, it's, it's also was the primary tool behind the NSAS movement and um, organization with that movement be it with the food transportation even ambulances for different people it's one way that we could we could get information of the the unfortunate nights in october uh, where young people were gone down by the army it's one way that we've been able to keep in touch i think for us that are not in nigeria but want to be in touch with what is going on in our home country and so this this news is extremely disappointing Although not necessarily shocking, but at the same time, it leads the question of what's next. If they begin to do this, what else do they want to hide um, that people who would have had access to Twitter to share this information won't be able to, right? What, what, what else are they going to do? Because we know that they are capable of great evil and perhaps greater is in store. Akedi, what, what are your thoughts on this? I think you're spot on on every part of this. The primary issue tends to be that this is the typical dictator playbook, right? To restrict free free speech, cancel elections, extend your terms, 
extend it again, extend it indefinitely because of quote-unquote insecurity. The truth is that for a long time, a lot of us simply believed that Buhari and his president were just bumbling idiots, bumbling around without BQ blue. But it seems like it has been that they're insidious, that they are an insidious evil. And this social media ban is the first indicator of how, how much so they are. I think it's a playbook to be fought against. And the Nigerian people need to rise up and say that enough is enough. Um, the social media ban is extreme, even just from an economic perspective. The number of businesses, the interactions and communication that will be disrupted by this is going to be so significant. And it's just terrible to see, to see that this is the path the government has chosen to follow. Um, I don't believe it will limit, I would actually limit free speech since people are finding ways around it. However, it is a precursor to even worse moves. It is not just about the fact that you can get on your VPN to access Twitter anyway, so you're on for that. The problem is the access of free speech being fought against. The primary institutions in Nigeria that are currently, the few institutions that currently exist in Nigeria, like the churches, the religious institutions that have so much power, money, and clout need to start making noise. All your mega church pastors need to start acting against this government to resolve this crisis. Because if we get to 2023 and they cancel and postpone elections or push it forward with the amount of insecurity in the country currently, there's no telling what may potentially happen there, okay? And even the idea of postponing elections already is a significant blow for the country. Nobody is coming to save Nigeria. They're all going to send their statements and send their press releases on Twitter or on social media. Nobody's coming to So we need to stand up and we need ourselves need to say enough. Institutions with power, I repeat again, especially the mega churches, all those whole, whole, whole camps here and there, thousands of people that they're able to influence, you know, boatloads of money that they build as part of their, their, their tithing base need to come and stand against this government and make sure that the Nigerian state is not destroyed by the actions of this current administration. It is everything is at risk in my perspective. Everything is at risk. The move, the move against free speech is always the first, the first, the first sediment of the side towards the dictatorship. And it as Nigerians, it is just you know suffer in a different way or manage the suffering or uh, or just keep pushing or adapt. But we cannot afford to do so. Um, we saw that as of end, at the end of last year, the social media bill that was circulating was in response to the rise to the to the uh, uh, October in the October um, 20 uh, 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 participation and protest against the government of Nigeria. We saw that people were killed. Information is now coming out that almost 99 bodies were got, were taken to one of the mortuaries in Lagos as a result of that action, despite the fact that the government denied over and over and again. The fact is that a lot of this information we're not seeing on the news. It's coming on Twitter. The truth is that they're stifled, right? There's news coming out now that they're, they're potentially looking into partnering with the Chinese government to create power services so that it's even more difficult to access online social media platforms. Look around the continent. Many other countries have, have executed this before. And it is not impossible and probable to believe that Nigeria, the, the largest uh, country on the continent from a population perspective, can slide into dictatorship and chaos. You can see already the security situation in the country is evolving quite significantly. Imagine that happening in tandem with a lack of ability to communicate. People need to take this as seriously as possible. The international community 
may make statements, they may influence the right people in very small marginal ways, but they're not coming to save us. So the institutions that have power on in the country right now need to stand up and make it noise. Middle class Nigerians, upper class Nigerians that have influence and money need to make a noise, okay? Because this is very serious. For the gov for the president to threaten one part of the country with civil war era tactics, some of which are already currently going on, it's a massive red flag. If they can do that to them, they can do that to you. I don't care if you're in Lagos or Abuja, it can happen to you. Tyranny eventually reaches everybody if if the if the good people remain quiet. It so, is not even a red flag, a red blanket. It is a tired blanket. The red blanket. The red thing. So people need to step up. This is this is a, this is a big deal. And the African continent more broadly cannot afford for its largest quote unquote democracy to slide into autocracy of any sort. It can, it can absolutely not happen. If it happens to Nigeria, it is not impossible that they don't know that will start to in other countries. We've mm. seen many countries in Africa that are supposed to be moving forward, slide backwards into them uh, dictatorship in a variety of ways. You see what's happening in, in Chad. You see what's happening in all parts of the country, of, of even West Africa, where we are. It is important that we stand up and rise against this. Okay. Um, those are my thoughts on this. Onikon, um, do you want to share some thoughts on, on even the mechanics of this ban now that they said they'll be prosecuting people for switching? Yes. Um, I, I think I want to rehash something you said. Initially, you said that people are getting um over it through vpn and but i want to rehash that that is not a sustainable way especially because of this discussion that the nigerian government has begun to have with china to build a firewall once that is up then there is no people would be less likely to to get over it through vpn fortunately for us we have some very smart people within nigeria who would probably be able to figure out a way but we can't we can't continue to figure out a way over hurdles. We have to to attack it and fix it directly. Um, and I want to also mention one thing in regards to the mechanics of this ban. The statement that was put out announcing the ban was released by the Minister of Information and Culture. So that means it was not directly from the president, which some people have argued that, oh, it's not the president, it's the presidency. I saw some very ridiculous video where a person was again it's not the president it's the presidency that's doing this what is the difference um um between the two not sure um and the, for the fact that a minister a mere minister of information and culture can go outside of all the loops that that needs to be gone through to initiate an an indefinite ban without without within mere few hours days of the tweet being deleted is just outrageous. It's outrageous to put it lightly. And even sorry, go on. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm also expressing shock. I mean, <laughs> it's it's absolutely outrageous. What what is the use of the structures of governments within our within our society? It does not exist anymore. If that's if that, for the fact that that could easily happen, and even the fact that they're saying that they want to prosecute people for for still using Twitter, one I don't know how they plan to to actually see that into effect. Would you go around checking everyone's phones? Not it's sure. just a reason but, to to get rid of the enemies or any people they think have been signed. They're going to get it's not it's the house going to have very little or anything to do with tweeting. No, of course, them. of course. What's going to happen is that they're going to pick innocent people off the side of the road to use as scapegoats. 
people people that 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 are quote unquote less privileged and not quote unquote that are less privileged that um that quote unquote inconsequential to them right and that's unfortunate because every life is meaningful and and matters to and uh, matters so it's 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 i you it's i'm I'm unable to talk about this without my blood boiling, which is why I'm struggling with words. It's absolutely, absolutely just bizarre. And uh, I'm sorry, you go on. I'm going to catch myself um, again. Perfectly fine. And and I think now we have to provide some additional context for the people in Nigeria, particularly facing the risk of arrest because of this. Um, let us not say, let us not forget that the Nigerian judiciary system has been on strike since last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been on strike because they're fighting for autonomy of their financial, just for context, even fighting for for financial autonomy. Um, the the summary of the situation is uh, the Constitution of Nigeria says that uh, uh, the judiciary should be funded exclusively from a federal level, and states go, just so that state governments don't have influence on judicial the judicial rulings in each country, in each state. However, that has been ignored up until 2014 when the uh, judiciary formally kind of issued and said, hey, we want this to happen at the federal level. We want to take away the influence of state governors from, or state governments rather, from from judicial proceedings so that they are as fair as possible. Um, and they've been on strike activists since last year. So it means that there's a backlog of people who have been arrested. Well, uh, you have to go to trial. So if you are arrested at this point in time, you, it, is, it is entirely possible that your trial can be postponed cyclically. Not that this wasn't already a problem in Nigeria, but can even be postponed cyclically um, indefinitely because the judiciary of the justice system of Nigeria is effectively on strike right now. So it means anybody who's arrested will not would offer talk about getting a fair trial. I mean, that's a chance to get into possibility jail, pre-sentencing without any resolution long time now of course we should have known that you know the, the attack on the judiciary started with higher governments getting rid of the chief justice of nigeria almost two or three i think it was about two or, two or so years ago um so we're starting to see already now that's like you know they, they, the, the, tyranny, the tyranny comes but also without due process without anything like that and i remember at the time a lot of people were saying oh he stole this he stole that that's fine i know it's fine to go after somebody that's done something bad but you use the due process that if at any point the government starts to do things that are illegal without due process, banning things without a minister banning things without any due process, almost by decree, you start to realize that we're evolving from a government to an autocracy. And there's a great uh, Nigerian proverb that from now from club dance they start basically means things escalate. <laughs> it's, it's it's things escalate so people need to take you know it's difficult to stop these things when they've escalated already the nigerian people need to stand up the international community needs to stand up and supporting them as well um you know because you can still tweet doesn't mean it's not a big deal 2023 is two years ago two two years away these folks are strategic and tactical tactical they are taking all the steps now to reduce all the barriers to continued rulership um, leadership in the country. Uh, leadership is not the wrong word. Rulership is right word. Uh, because that is how the slide to authoritarianism happened. We had Save Africa reported on many, many countries sliding into authoritarianism over the past couple of years. And we see the playbook happening in the countries, in the continent's largest country, and it is alarming. Um, those, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it's, as you can probably tell, we're both, you know, 
person I said in this topic, but also it, you know, it, it's one of those things you really hope two, three years ago, you really hope would never, it would never even potentially get this bad, but really, you know, things are in bad shape. So, um, but things, of course, are not unresolvable. Nigerian people, the, the elements of influence in the country need to stand up and step up and start to plan for moving forward. The Southwestern governors need to stand up and make a step for moving forward. Um, the, the, the private institutions, the private companies operating in the con on the country, MTN, Glow, all of you, your private companies, private companies can stand up for people, especially if they, this is not a legal decree. Minister on Information cannot legally tell you what to do, cannot create laws, okay? So it's your job to stand up for the people, um, for the people you serve. And two, it's in your best interest to stand up for the people you serve because those people pay you money and will quickly go to somebody else or find alternatives, alternative ways, to, alternative directions to put their money if you don't serve them. Okay, so think strategically and long-term about that. Those are my thoughts. Uh, oh, just a few additional thoughts. I wish, not that I wish, but if only this was the only thing going on in the country right now, if, if this only this was like the biggest um, issue, but there's just so much, so much evil going on and they're all connected, right? It's the hatred towards the evil people that the government is expressing. It's it's a, a minister um, or a government official coming on air to say that NYSC is a pathway for people to be recruited into the army. It's it's in all the, the, the herdsmen um, issues that have been going on in the nation for years now. You know, and everything is connected, and it's it is difficult to be optimistic for a for a future forward, a future where um, the citizens of Nigeria would be safe. It's it's absolutely difficult, and if I if it's difficult for us or for me who is sitting comfortably away from the country, I can't imagine the fear the and and the defeat that Nigerian. Um, citizens must be feeling in their homes in Nigeria, and I just if 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 I can just encapsulate the issue the the what Nigeria is facing right now to our listeners who are perhaps not Nigerian, it is severe and it is serious. It is not just a matter of oh, a Twitter ban. It is more than that, and if in any way everybody needs to pay attention there is a trending hashtag that i believe jack dossie uh, created to raise awareness of this issue on twitter called keep it on it, for for more information you can click the click the hashtag and begin to listen to what people nigerian citizens are saying uh, what what people are complaining ab about and raise awareness to to everyone about this issue going on like i, I can't mention it is outside forces can't save us as we've seen with the NSARS despite the awareness that was raised everyone knew what was going on yet the night of 10 20 2020 still happened you know innocent citizens were still gone down and nothing has been brought nothing has been done today all the 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 groups that were set up to 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 address the issues have barely made a, a drop in the ocean barely you know so we know that this this government does not care about these people and it's up to us to try and do something and find a way forward. Uh, I think that concludes our coverage at this time. We'll continue to keep you guys posted. 
even as this uh, evolves, hopefully in, the, in a positive direction, but we'll continue to keep you guys posted. Um, this has been Akiandi and Kosla, the Relay Report Save Africa, bringing the news to you um, frequently and as often as possible. We thank you for listening in and we thank you for being active participants in a greater and better African future. You take care.